It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Victory Monday, Colts fans. The Indianapolis Colts knocked off the Houston Texans yesterday, but we're all wondering what's next for Anthony Richardson as the rookie suffered a concussion in the win. How did the Colts pull off the victory? And what's to make of the Richardson injury? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here as always by my fellow writer, colleague, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Back in Indiana after traveling all across the United States, went to South Carolina, went to Tennessee, checking out some family. Uh, Good to see you back in Indiana here, Drake, and celebrating a victory Monday for the Indianapolis Colts. How you doing, bud? Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm doing great, man. It was a nice family trip, and uh, we did get to see the Indianapolis Colts get a victory in Tennessee, which is always fantastic. Because last time my parents were up here watching the game, it was the Carson Wentz left-handed pick six game Oof. that that nobody Oof. wants to talk about. So it's nice to get a win. Hey, you know what? We got a lot to talk about, and um, we have a lot to address, a lot of updates to give. So thank you everybody for dealing with me being in two different states. I'm back home, and I'm ready to talk some Colts. Let's talk some Colts. True is in the chat already. Has it been two years since we've been 500? It, it seems that way. Uh, I know I know it's been since 2021. I don't think the Colts were over 500 last year. Uh, and we'll, we'll certainly get to what we know currently about Anthony Richardson, which, uh, spoiler alert, 
Shane Steichen's keeping everything close to the vest, and he probably will all week. The CFO is in the chat. Yesterday was the first multi-score Colts win in 637 days from Patrick here. He's coming for your job wow. stats, Matt. We see you here. What's up to you, my <laughs> brother? Say, that's a crazy uh, number. Yeah, he's coming for your job. 637 days. That just kind of shows you how, how rough it's been for the Colts uh, over the past couple of years. But, guys, let's – dive right into it obviously if you haven't done so already we please we ask you to go follow us on all of our social medias like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live whenever shod goes live with the saddle up show so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live apple spotify google and even here on youtube you can catch us anytime you want. So subscribe, give us a five-star review really makes us happy, makes us uh, uh, in, reach or more Colts fans, just like you, uh, all of those good things. We really appreciate everybody's support. Eric is in the chat. Hell yes, fellas. What a win. Uh, exactly. And we're going to dive right into that here, Drake. I, I put this as the graphic, the Colts dominate the Texans 31 to 20, because honestly, it was dominant. The score maybe was like, oh, well, it's 11 points. Well, considering the Colts were up 14 to nothing uh, uh, with nine minutes left in the first quarter, didn't seem like the game after that was really, really in doubt. The Colts had a good hold on this game from from the kickoff, and, and it started with that great drive down the field by Anthony Richardson, but honestly, all around a really solid victory for the Indianapolis Colts. So, Drake, I'm going to kick it on over to you, buddy. What was your gut reaction or what is your overall feel of this Colts win? You know what? I I really like the the term that you use, dominant, because like you said, sorry, I got a neighbor doing uh, renovations out there. So if you hear a saw, that's <laughs> you know, I can't really help that. Um, but I was gonna say that it's it, it's really refreshing to see such a such a, a group victory. I think even Zaire Franklin, you know, put it out, put out a post on X about it, that it was a great team victory. And, you know, I, I really do think that they dominated because at one point I think they were up 31 to 10. And I mean, they really commanded that game, you know, especially from the defensive front. I know that here's the thing though, disclaimer, the Houston Texans were absolutely peppered with injuries. I mean, in really key spots with really good centerpieces for their team, not even able to play guys like Laramie Tunsil and such. Uh, and CJ Stroud admirably played, you know, he, or excuse me, he played pretty good, pretty admirably for not having much protection. Um, but man, they really brought the pain up front. I loved it. We're going to talk about the secondary later, might need to address some things there, but overall man from top to bottom, even with Richardson getting hurt, hurt Minshew goes right in there and doesn't even miss a beat just a great coaching game great team victory and the Colts really need to be happy about that really any division win I mean I I, I know it's people are going to say that it was just the Houston Texans right but any division victory especially by by 10 points or more I think that's a good victory especially when you're talking about a young Colts team that's trying to put everything together so are the Texans so it was a good game it was a good good measuring stick for where this team was and obviously your starting quarterback goes down uh, doesn't really play much past the first quarter things could really blow up but Gardner Minshew came in ran the ball with Zach Moss the defensive line was stout and and, and they really pushed the Colts to a victory so I mean you you the Colts have to enjoy these because I mean you think about last year Colts tied the Texans and lost to the Texans 
So if, if people really want to complain about that, it could definitely get much worse. This Colts team ha- definitely has some things to work on, but you should definitely enjoy a division victory when the Colts looked like the better team for the majority of the afternoon. So uh, obviously we're going to start off with this Colts analysis with Anthony Richardson and, and Drake, Boy, did Richardson start out hot. That very first drive leads the Colts right down the field, 10 plays, 75 yards, runs it in for an 18-yard touchdown. Colts defense comes up, makes a stop, gets the ball right back, and on that very first play of that possession, uh, possession, Anthony Richardson, again, 15 yards to the house for his second rushing touchdown of the day. Really hard to to start out better than what Anthony Richardson did uh, on Sunday. Uh, his, His final stats, 6 of 10 passing for 56 yards, 35 yards, and two touchdowns rushing. But obviously... The the talk about Anthony Richardson right now is that concussion. So on that second touchdown run, uh, he was heading towards the end zone, slowed down a little bit. All of a sudden, uh, uh, Texan safety MJ Stewart comes like a rocket, tries to put everything he has into hitting Anthony Richardson. Richardson still makes the touchdown, but if you watch that replay, his head snaps back, hits the ground pretty hard, and then after a couple a couple series after that. Richardson self-reports concussion-like symptoms. They evaluate him in the blue tent, take him back to the locker room, and obviously he's done for the day. Uh, So, Drake, before I let you uh, dive into this, we have our first super chat of the day, and it's from Patrick. Patrick, uh, the CFO of Horseshoe Huddle, says, can we hold out Richardson until week five where he and Jonathan Taylor can run out of the tunnel at Lucas Oil together and beat the Titans 52 to 10? Uh, That would be quite the scene if, if all came together where Richardson came out firing on all cylinders jonathan taylor magically uh repairs his relationship with the colts and they go and stomp on the titans but patrick i don't know how realistic that one is buddy yeah but i mean look you would hope that that's going to happen at some point um i think that if richardson can go you want to be you want to see him out there especially i mean my goodness lamar jackson versus anthony richardson (laughs) talk about a heck of a matchup right there but uh yeah man that'd be that'd be pretty interesting but i I do gotta say i do like the idea of anthony richardson and jonathan taylor on the same field together yeah i i do too it would be it would be a sight to watch a healthy jonathan taylor and a healthy anthony richardson together would be fantastic patrick Drake and I appreciate all of your support as always, buddy. You're the man. And and hey, you're gonna at this point, Drake's gonna have to invite you to his wedding because you're gonna be you're gonna be the one that's funding the wedding at, at this point. But thank thank you so much, Patrick. You're you're one of the good ones, buddy. Uh, give us let's give a shout out to Nomadic Brian, uh, Josh Fancher, Wombat, Larry Brown, all of you guys in the chat as well uh, that I see coming in. Uh, it's great to see all of you guys here on this Victory Monday. But Drake. Going into all this, what what did you think about the not only the Richardson hit that caused the concussion, but but just his performance in general? Because man, AR came out firing. Yeah, and the, you know, the, you look at the passing stat line, you see, I think it's uh, six for ten, you know, fifty six yards passing. Um, he was like five for five, you know, coming out of the game. I mean, he was five for five. That dude, or something close to that, he was barely missing. He was hitting on all cylinders throwing. And Houston looked completely confused out of the gate on what to do with him. Like, they did not understand what to do with him again. They were banged up in the secondary. I mean, bad. They were missing Jimmy Ward, Jalen Petrie. But 
to go out there in the first five, six minutes of a game, have three carries for 35 yards, two rushing scores and a long of 18. You just, it sucks that he got hurt because you're thinking what in the hell could that stat line have looked like by the end of that game? I mean, that's that's a phenomenal start. And you can tell Steichen knows exactly how to use Richardson. The offensive line is sinking with him better. I think that with Zach Moss back there providing a little more of a constant, it could have been a really huge scoring game. I mean, the Colts could have blown them out like over 40 points potentially with Richardson staying in the whole game. So while he was in, man, he looked fantastic. Loved it. And they really didn't have an answer for the quarterback run game. I mean, Shane Steichen was definitely in his bag because that that second touchdown run where Richardson fakes the handoff to to Josh Downs and then he keeps it himself. Fantastic blocks by Michael Pittman Jr. and Kylan Granson. By the way, shout out to Kylan Granson. The kid gets his first touchdown of his NFL career. I'm going to give the man his kudos. That's what I've been waiting to see congrats to kylan granson uh getting into the end zone for the very first time in the nfl but i digress uh it's it the the texans really had no answers for anthony richardson uh obviously things started to slow down after after the concussion hit kind of took place and and anthony richardson didn't really feel right after that uh but but it was going to be a big game if if i think for for the rookie if he if he wouldn't have gotten hit like that but obviously the, the concussion happens. He's now in the concussion protocol and will have to pass that five-step protocol before he is cleared to play this weekend as the Colts head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, a 2-0 and team that have looked pretty, pretty, pretty good this season. So it's, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see if Anthony Richardson can, can really get to that spot where, where he can clear concussion protocol. And, now, Drake, I, I I hated to bring this up, and I didn't really want to write about this last night, but two games into his career, two times Anthony Richardson hasn't been able to finish the game, and and not only is it now knee knee pain or or ankle pain from the hits from the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is a concussion now, and and concussions are 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 weird injuries where you sometimes you can get over them very quickly, other times it can take you a month or more to get over a concussion. They're 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 no joke. So is there a cause for concern? For, for Anthony Richardson here, not only just with the injuries, but do you think he's he's going to be able to, to really learn how to protect himself? Because I think if he wants a long career with the Colts, that's got to happen, and that's got to happen fast. Yeah, I, I, I think there's reason to be concerned for an interesting, you know, point, like an interesting subject is the reason. I don't think that it's it's that he's he's had two concussions or two issues with brain you know potential brain injuries, um, because if you're talking about like a ten year career, you're talking about in his fifth season, he's this is a second concussion, maybe even in like three seasons, that's still cause for concern. But we're talking his second game, man. Like in his first two games, he's taking hits that are significant enough to take him out of the game. I haven't seen that in recent memory. Actually, I'm, I'm not saying that he's an outlier in that regard, but it is very, very, you know, interesting and weird that, that it's happening this fast. So I do think you got to figure out two things. At times, you got to slide. You just have to get down. And at times, like on his touchdown run where he got blasted, he needs to know where his body's at on the field. OK, he didn't have to get down necessarily. I actually had someone tell me that on Twitter and it made, or uh, on X and it made a very good point. So he's just got to get better, better body awareness. He's six foot four. They had a graphic up where he is bigger 
than the average. I think it was defensive back, average linebacker, some cases defensive ends. He's bigger than those guys. And this dude can gallop 4.43 in a 40-yard dash. That's absolutely scary as hell. And it's harder to tackle and deal with as a defense. So he's confident in his body. He used to do this in college. He's got to adjust and realize that these are freaking missiles getting launched at him. These aren't, you know, little pellet gun, you know, types of situations. These guys are going to hurt him if he doesn't take care of himself. He's learning very quickly the difference between a college hit and an NFL hit. And I don't want to put, I don't want to act like, act like this is all Richardson's fault because it is, you know, oh, I no. mean, these, yeah. these guys, these guys are, are trying to take him out, whether it was a cheap shot or not on MJ Stewart. I'm not really going to go down that line. And and quite frankly, it doesn't even matter because the hit still happened and Anthony Richardson still got a concussion. There's going to be cheap shots in the NFL. Peyton Manning took cheap shots throughout his entire career so did andrew luck anthony richardson is going to face that same exact thing because these guys see this this mammoth human being that, that is anthony richardson and and they're going to want to try to give it their all to try to bring this guy down you know i mean mj stewart's trying to go after anthony richardson he hits him hard enough what if anthony richardson drops the ball and and before he crosses the pylon goes about out of the end zone for a touchback same thing that just happened to justin jefferson on on thursday night football so he's got a job to do as well but what anthony richardson i think needs to do and this is going to be i like every single game this season it's going to be a learning experience for anthony richardson number one you cannot slow down when you're heading to the end zone i don't care if if you think you're gonna get in you run that four four three speed you get on your horse and you get into the end zone he did start to slow up he he didn't see MJ Stewart coming until it was too late. And Michael Pittman even said that after the game, but this is a learning moment for him. Do not slow down when there's a chance that you could be hit. You have the speed, you get in the end zone and you protect him yourself. And, and this will be another thing too. Do not take unnecessary hits. It is okay to slide. It is okay to go out of bounds and, and, and live to fight another day. Peyton Manning even told him this before that first game. Trevor Lawrence has told him, protect yourself because the hits just aren't the same. You, you have to get, if you're going to go over that end zone, you sprint to that end zone as fast as you can. If not, you get down, you protect yourself because Drake, this is something that, that I think we're both in accordance on here is he, this, this rookie season is supposed to be a developing year for Anthony Richardson. He can't develop at the pace that he wants to develop and at the pace the Colts want him to develop. If he's sidelined on because of injury, he's got to be out there getting those live reps. Otherwise, they're not going to get to the spot that they want to. And 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 I can very easily see them getting to because of the how fast of a start Anthony Richardson has already started off with this year because he's injured. So again, this is a learn this is a teaching moment for anthony richardson a learning experience that you have to always be aware of your surroundings and sometimes it's better to fight another day on that particular play you obviously don't want him sliding down at the one but you do want him sprinting toward that pylon and getting out of bounds and out of harm's way as fast as possible yeah, and look, man, he's in hostile territory too. You know, he's he's at another team's stadium, and and this is a team that just got scored on on the previous drive, and he did a little shimmy dance in the end zone. So I mean, these guys were 
you know, probably a little bit pissed and they wanted to get back at him a bit. Like you said, cheap shots happen. And like you said, you know, there's also a chance that he didn't cheap shot him because he was looking for a potential, you know, he's, I mean, we've seen it. Guys are celebrating and, and guys at the one yard line swat that ball away or they tackle him because guys are just a little too quick in their celebrations or slowing down Richardson with the ladder. So, I personally don't think it was a cheap shot. I personally think that it was just a guy that was probably a little bit pissed off, number one, and he thought that maybe there's a chance that I can take him out. It is a little suspect, though, I guess, that it was in the end zone, but that's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, you want Richardson on the field. The best development for him, number one, there's a lot of steps, but the first step is you got to be available, and that's really a skill in the NFL. We've seen it with Eli Manning, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I mean, we've seen it with the greats. The best ability is availability. I've said that for years now, and I will continue to say it. So there hasn't been any update on where Anthony Richardson is uh, with the concussion protocol. Shane Steichen kept everything very close to the vest. The next update we could possibly get is on Wednesday when the Colts do practice. We'll see if Anthony Richardson is out there at practice. Uh, it, it very it could be possible that he is i'm not going to say whether to expect him out there or not i do know that multiple colts players said that he was in good spirits and feeling a lot better just after the game already so hopefully that's a good sign uh but but hopefully we get a better update on wednesday uh when we do speak to to shane steichen and and can kind of see where see where anthony richardson is at that point so shout out to some other people coming in here uh tim steve larry brown and logan schmidt the goat is in the house good to see you buddy as well um and as stats matt brings up the final point before we move on guy was running down the goal line anthony richardson should have been past him without slowing down and you're exactly right there stats matt so but drake anthony richardson went out Gardner Minshew came in and played pretty damn well for Gardner Minshew. Uh, 19 of 23 for 171 yards and a touchdown. Led the Colts to, to 17 more points on top of the 14 that Anthony Richardson got the Colts in the first quarter. And this is why you have Gardner Minshew. You have that stable really good backup quarterback that in case Anthony Richardson goes down, you have a capable backup to come in and can still win you the game. And that's what he, Gardner Minshew did. Yeah. And this, I, I believe it was it. I can't remember who wrote the piece from, from our site um, on, you know, why he, this is exactly why, you know, the Colts. Jake him. Arthur. Okay. So yeah, Jake Arthur, uh, the great one wrote that. So look, man, this is what we were talking about. We said this is the best insurance policy you could potentially have. I mean, I would challenge someone to name a better backup quarterback than Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's started so many games, and he's got such a great touchdown-to-interception ratio, takes care of the ball, knows the offense. He walked in, and it's like Philly all over again, only a different, just a different you know, set of players. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he, you know, I know that Houston was down, down some really important players, but think about this. You go from a guy that they were completely lost on, Okay, they had no clue what Richardson was going to put up over 40 points. Okay, period. It was just going to happen. And he started getting in completions after the concussion, the potential, you know, concussion, whatever you want to call it. Minshew comes in, he is not the runner. Okay, a defense is not worried about him running. He is not the deep ball guy. Okay, he's not going to beat you running or throwing on the run either. And he just went in there. You think that it's going to be an easier matchup for the Texans. He just went in there and picked them apart with accuracy and little, you know, a thousand, you know, death by a thousand cuts type of approach. And that opened up the ground game. 
and that opened up more confidence in the offensive line. He was hitting guys all over the place. He was hitting literally multiple receivers. Wasn't over-targeting one guy. Of course, Pittman led like usual. But, man, he was hitting every single receiver out there, it seemed. And uh, he even hit Zach Moss, who is not typically a receiving threat, for like four or five catches. So I thought Gardner Minshew proved exactly why he was brought in for uh, – this backup job, but I will say he might be worth more uh, than $3.5 million on a one-year deal after just coming in and being an absolute constant. They didn't miss a beat and you got to give him credit. He basically ran the offense and he ran it incredibly well. Listen, I would not be, I would not be mad if the Colts offered to double his salary to be the backup quarterback for the Colts for the foreseeable future. Go for it. Uh, Because I mean, he, this is this is what you this is why you bring Gardner Minshew in, plain and simple. I mean, he's obviously if you have him as your starter, he's going to be a very low end starter. Uh, that's just the stealing for Gardner Minshew. But he's still a low end starter, so when he's a backup, he can come in and he can win you some games. You're right, Drake. It wasn't anything spectacular. It's not like he lit up the Texans for 300 yards on offense or anything like that. But he came in, he made efficient throws. He did not put the ball in harm's way. Obviously, 19 for 23, he was able to make those easy completions and just keep the offense afloat, keep it stabilized. So there wasn't a massive uh, or drop-off where the Colts couldn't move the ball at all once Anthony Richardson left. No, Minshew was able to get it down the field, score some points, and, and keep the Texans at bay. And that's exactly what he has brought in here to do. Number one is be a mentor to Anthony Richardson and support him. And number two is if these situations do arise, you can trust that Gardner Minshew is going to run that offense uh, in a manner that it's supposed to be run. Now, would I guarantee, would I put, put my money in Gardner Minshew winning a shootout against the Baltimore Ravens next week or possibly the, the Los Angeles Rams in two weeks? You know, probably not. You'd probably want Anthony Richardson, your big guns out there for those matchups. But for Gardner Minshew to come in and do what he did, again, he doesn't receive any of the starting reps during the week they're all going to anthony richardson to make sure he's prepared for him to step in without any reps with those starters thankfully he had those throughout the throughout the preseason and training camp but he came in and did a very solid job and, and just kept his colts offense moving and he, well, he did his job he knows he's a backup i mean obviously he even said that you know he was a little bit, you know, bummed that he didn't win the starting job and then Anthony Richardson did because i mean he's still a, he's still a professional at the end of the day he still wants to make you know money but He's a unique backup because he knew he was coming into this situation. And all he's done is teach Anthony Richardson while trying to get the job, too. So he's just a perfect teammate. He's a perfect presence in the locker room. And it's good to see him go out there and win you a game, you know, and especially right away. And in a situation where you're like, oh, my gosh, man, we, you know, it's a different quarterback out here. And he doesn't have all the weapons and tools that Richardson had. But what he does have over Richardson is NFL knowledge probably knowledge of the offense because he's been with it for now his third season. And he also is more accurate, period. He's more accurate. So at least right now. So it's like uh, it all added up and he did his job and you got to be proud of him. It makes you feel safe. You know, if Richardson does have to miss another game or so, um, you know, with this evaluation, uh, it makes you feel safe. And, and I agree with you, man. I think that they should absolutely look to maybe give him a bigger contract, lock him down for a couple of years, keep him here. And you know what else was nice to see? The return of the Colts running game on Sunday. Zach Moss made his season debut, and the Colts certainly welcomed that. Zach Moss played 98% of the snaps at the running back position. I think he was out for one snap 
of of all the Colts offensive snaps on Sunday, which in today's NFL is just absolutely unheard of because you hear running back by committee and all this stuff. Zach Moss was the running back yesterday, and and he put it all together. 18 carries for uh, 88 yards and a touchdown for Zach Moss in his return. Boy, did the Colts need that. And you could just see the the difference between what the running game looks like with Deion Jackson versus what it did this week with Zach Moss. And it was a pretty noticeable difference. Uh, And and it it solidified Zach Moss as, as this team's running back until Jonathan Taylor returns. Yeah, and it really, you know, for him to go out there and play so well, I know that the, the last time he actually played was against the Houston Texans, had a had a pretty good game against them as uh, them too, and they mm-hmm. were banged up again. But look, the Colts' offensive line, first off, they went out there and they played well. All right, they 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 did their job. They opened up lanes. But Zach Moss was patient. I saw patience. I saw him wait at times for that hole to open up. And then, then he put on the burners. He wasn't running into linemen. He wasn't making bad reads. He was finding those gaps, and he was taking advantage. He was making full, taking full advantage of all of his opportunities. He almost averaged five yards a carry. And this is something that that we talked about. It's fascinating because he was not only did he have most of the snaps and almost all the snaps, he was the only running back that got any carries. He was the mm-hmm. only running back I think that even caught a pass. I mean. He was just the dude, and he went out there with a backup quarterback. Him being a backup running back, at least in this offense right now, if Jonathan Taylor's back in, right now he's established himself as the clear number one running back until Taylor returns, if he returns. And they have Jackson. They have Funk. And he was the only guy that got any carries, targets. And you got to be impressed with his efficiency for him to be out there all those snaps and take full advantage of those opportunities. Well, he was the only running back that got any offensive snaps, period. I mean, Deion yep. Jackson and Jake Funk, the only snaps they got yesterday were on special teams. Uh, so there's there's quite a gap between uh, between the running backs right now. Shane Steichen said that since Zach Moss was, was hot, they were just going to ride the hot hand. But you could see there was a, a noticeable difference from week one to week two, and not just with the running backs, but I want to, uh, we, we got to talk about this offensive line, Drake, and we got to give them their kudos. The offensive line, in the first two weeks, I mean, first, especially in the pass protection, phenomenal. Colts did not allow a sack yesterday. Uh, they they technically, they've only allowed four sacks so far. Two of those were because Anthony Richardson ran out of bounds just behind the line of scrimmage. So if you want to say actual sacks, it's only been two so far. Nobody got close to Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew yesterday. Uh, those guys were absolutely dealing and 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 dominating the line of scrimmage and and i mean shout out to will fries who had a fantastic game uh shout out to to bernard ryman who after two games zero sacks allowed only one pressure in 85 pass blocking snaps so this colts offensive line is really starting to gel and and come together drake this is what we wanted to see and and this is something that needs to continue down the line obviously we're only two games in still real early and there's a lot of tough opponents left to come on the colts schedule but you have to be encouraged uh, by the start from this colts offensive line and, and just how the unit has performed as a whole yeah you know hey uh I think that it was recently announced. I don't know if they're talking about the game against Houston or if they're talking about the first two games of the season. Uh, but Ryan Kelly currently is the highest graded 
uh, center in the entire NFL. And this is a guy who was thought to be regressing. I thought at times he was regressing. Um, but right now this dude's playing like his ass is on fire. I mean, he, he's he's playing incredibly well. Obviously, there's still two games tonight, one happening right now. But, man, you got to be impressed with that, too, because he is really the heartbeat of that. I mean, everyone talks about Nelson. He might be the most talented, okay? But this is the heartbeat of the, the offensive line. That's the center. That's the guy making the calls, the shouts. He's changing things. He's making the, the, the reads. And so it's just like you got to be really happy with the whole offensive line. But, man, it really gets me stoked for Ryan Kelly's season. This could be maybe a comeback season of sorts for him. And before we move on here, Stats Matt coming out with the stats saying Will Fries was the only offensive guard to receive a grade above 90 in week two, according to Pro Football Focus. As you said from Larry Brown, PFF uh, has Ryan Kelly as the number one center in the NFL. This offensive line is is really starting to put things together. And, and this is what you want to see. You want the, the continuity. You want to see the improvement out of guys like Bernard Ryan and, and, and Will Fries. And, and just stack those good games on top of one another so this doesn't have to be a, a sticking point or, or a cause for concern any longer if the Colts can just get back I don't know if the Colts will ever be back to the peak 2019 uh 2018 2019 2020 that they were when Anthony Costanzo was in there I mean hell if if Bernard Ryman continues to ascend and becomes the next Anthony Costanzo for the Colts maybe we'll we'll be talking differently here in a year or two but the 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 way that the Colts offensive line played this weekend fantastic and if they can keep this rolling I think the Colts the offensive line is going to be just fine uh, for what they're asking out of this offense uh, not only in the running game but in the passing game as well yeah, and, you know, it, it gets you – this is this is exactly what made them so dominant and made Carson Wentz – I'm not saying that he didn't have good plays – made him look good. It really helped Jonathan Taylor, even though he was, he's a dynamic back. It helped him really shine in 2021. And so uh, if they can continue this kind of play and Anthony Richardson returns, it's going to assist with his development in, like absolutely on the highest of levels. And that's that's potentially his best friend as an offensive line that can actually do the job. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little 
or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, Drake, let's move on to the defensive side of the ball here because that defensive line, another solid game. Uh, They were absolutely dominant uh, against a very banged up Texans uh, offensive line. So it's, it's maybe not surprising that they played this well, but they took care of business up front. And that's exactly what you wanted to see. The, the Colts only allowed 2.0 yards per carry average from the Texans on Sunday, six sacks and I, I, I let me see if i can get all of them Def, samson ebukam had one uh quitty pay deforest buckner Taven Bryan, jacob martin and ej speed i think those were all six guys that had sacks uh of cj stroud and, and yes yeah, cj stroud did throw for a lot of yards but boy deforest buckner said last week that we have to continue to pressure and have constant pressure on the rookie quarterback that's exactly what they did on sunday drake yeah, and you know, five of those sacks obviously came from the defensive front. And Taven Bryan, again, I mean, the guy is doing a good job as a rotational piece. And you mentioned, especially in the pass rush, very athletic. He's showing his worth. I will say, though, I know Zaire Franklin still had 13 tackles, which, by the way, I, I don't know. I think I've seen 17 and 18 for the first game. Um, so I'm just going to go with the higher one because I <laughs> love Zaire. Uh, but it, whether it's 30 or 31 tackles, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like that's bonkers. And he's leading he the league the in NFL. Both overall and individual tackles. So bravo to him. Julian Blackman at a safety position had 10 tackles. That dude was involved at, you know, just to say it at the slightest. Uh, but EJ Speed really stood out to me, man. He had six tackles. He had two tackles for loss. He shot the gap and read a miscue from the offensive line and almost took off C.J. Stroud's head. So, I mean, this defense played good. And Grover Stewart, again, five tackles, quitty pay, five tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss. I mean, that defense, that defensive front looks absolutely ridiculous right now. You want to see more from the secondary, which we'll get to. Um, but, man, you got to be impressed with the linebackers and that defensive front. They look absolutely on fire right now. I tell you what, when Quiddy Pay went down on Sunday and had to be and and had to be looked at by the trainers, uh, that that thought entered my head. Oh boy, here we go again! Another Quiddy Pay injury. He's going to be out Me for too. a couple games, and we're going to have to restart this all over. Thank God he came back into the game, gets another sack. That's two in two games for Quiddy Pay. The double digit sack season for Quiddy Pay is still alive and well. And at this point, he's going to get it by week ten. So, I mean, keep things rolling, but Drake Samson Epicom, he's coming. I mean, there's our, our colleague Zach Hicks put together a phenomenal film room on, on Samson Epicom's uh, uh, performance yesterday on the Houston Texans. So go to horseshoehuddle.com and, and check that out. But the number of pressures, he only had one sack yesterday, but the number of pressures and the amount of times that he affected CJ Stroud without getting a sack astronomical and this is what i was talking about this is what we discussed in the offseason drake when we talked about ebukam is is he's getting that those startering reps he's getting that 65 close to 70 percent of the defensive snaps at that leo position 
and he's got a sack. He had a tackle for a big tackle for loss against the Jaguars. Things are starting to pile up. And if this continues, it's going to be a Danico Autry signing all over again, where really underrated signing. But man, he's going to be an absolute weapon on the defensive line. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we've said this a bunch. You'll take that. Holy mm-hmm. cow! Oh you, yeah, uh, I, every it still haunts me to see ninety six on the Titans. You know, so uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, though, he's what's really impressing me about him is is I mean, obviously he's playing great, but it's the run defense. He affects the running game so much for for a team, and this is a team that has Damian Pierce, a guy that is, in my opinion, a bulldozer. He's like a wrecking ball. And so the fact that they were able to hold him to, I think, I think it was 15, let's see. Yeah, 15 carries for 31 yards and a long of 10. So that means he had 14 carries for 21 yards, basically, outside of that 10-yard run. So that has absolutely got to make you so happy that this signing that was, I think, is three years, $24 million with like a $3 million bonus or something. Um, it's all panning out. He's fitting the defense great. He's taking advantage of getting more reps, which you love to see. Obviously, he said that money did motivate him because he wanted to provide for his family. But look, man, he's also playing pretty dang motivated out there, and he's he's adding to a defensive line, and defensive front that's already playing out of their minds, in my opinion. And this is just this is going to help a young secondary, you know, because the the more pressure this defensive line can get, and and the quicker they can get to the quarterback, the less time these young cornerbacks have to cover. And and that's kind of what we're going to get into next, because it was kind of a rough day for the secondary outside of of Kenny Moore the second. I thought Kenny Moore played a solid game, was just his normal Kenny Moore self, making tackles close to the line of scrimmage. There was one possession where Kenny Moore basically got the Colts defense off the field all by himself uh, with multiple back-to-back plays of of just taking things into his own hands, making good tackles, uh, making good pass breakups. So I thought Kenny Moore, solid again. You mentioned Julian Blackman and his help uh, within the tackling game. But rough day for Daryl Baker Jr., Dallas Flowers to an extent, but it was really, for me, the focus was on Daryl Baker Jr. It seemed like whenever C.J. Stroud threw his way, it seemed like it was a completion and, and a positive game for the Texans. So not a, not a game to remember uh, for the young undrafted free agent corner uh, in, in his second season. And, and this is where you kind of want to see what Juju Brents can have and when he can come back because so far – the preseason hype for Daryl Baker Jr. has not has not matched the regular season production. Yeah, and I, I mean, look, I think that once the game got going, I mean, it, it really didn't matter if it was Tank Dell, it didn't matter if it was Nico Collins or Robert Woods. If if he was over by the football, it just seemed like the catches were happening. Now, look, I, I do want to say this: this is a guy who's worked his ever loving tail off. Okay, to to get to this point, and he's really shocked a lot of Colts fans, a lot of reporters, a lot of you know writers like us, um, because he he really just ascended out of nowhere. I mean, he just came out of nowhere, blew away Gus Bradley, uh, you know, and so he fit the scheme really well. And like you said, he was having a great preseason. We were just we were just glowing about this guy. Um, he, he also needs to be accounted a bad game. Okay. Potentially he could have just had an absolutely God awful performance. Now I will say you are concerned because it just seemed like nothing was working for him. Uh, and when he, the big one for me is the whiff tackle. I mean, he like he like hand tackled tank Dell and tank Dell's five foot nine. Okay. Shifty, but he, you, you know, you can't go at somebody like a missile and they catch on the sideline. You got to break down and just 
just make sure that you cut off the angle right there. You know, make him turn around and maybe take it back the opposite direction. You can't just run full speed because all Tank Dell did was catch it, planted like Josh Downs did earlier in the game. He just goes flying by him like the wind, and he just almost walked into the end zone. So Daryl Baker needs to reassess this performance. I know that the Colts will be reassessing this performance. But also Rodney Thomas, Dallas Flowers, they also didn't have the best of games. Um, there, there's you know a couple guys who just might have had bad games. You hope that that's the case, but yeah, Daryl Baker Jr. has some things to work on, and and they're probably he's probably going to be reassessing some game tape this week. And and I don't think it really did did the cornerbacks any favors by Gus Bradley kind of playing defense a little bit safe towards the end of the game. Uh, they really didn't want to allow things. He to let get, them hang around, deep, dude. but, but yeah, it, it, that's, that's something that we saw last year at times too, was the, the Texans. I mean, while the, the game was never really in doubt in my eyes, the Colts also never fully pressed that foot all the way down. And that's something that I hope doesn't bite the Colts in the butt. Uh, moving forward, it's it's definitely something that that didn't help these cornerbacks because they were giving the wide receivers such a cushion. You would like to see Gus Bradley maybe play into the aggression of a Daryl Baker Jr. and a Dallas Flowers, both guys very aggressive cornerbacks that that like to be physical. Maybe not so much when you're given a 10-yard cushion. And, and maybe that's just part of this, of, of trying to feel out what, what this defense can do as well, what these guys' strengths are and, and how they're going to perform. So hopefully it's a learning experience for all of them. But overall, Drake, really good division win by the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. They're 1-1. One one. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, said that the Colts are, are at 500. They're tied atop the AFC South standings with the Jacksonville Jaguars and and the Tennessee Titans, so that's good to say as well. And and gets an early season win, gets some momentum as they come up against a, a really tough four game stretch. Because if you look ahead at Baltimore Ravens, which I will be there in Baltimore on Sunday, uh, taking in the action, so can't wait to to be there uh, to see hopefully Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson. Uh, then they come home to play the Los Angeles Rams. They go. Uh, that they play Tennessee the week after that and then in Jacksonville so a tough tough slate uh four game slate for the Colts coming up yeah and think about that by I think it's what by is that week six that's week that'd six. be week six yes okay they will already have four of their six divisional games done mm -hmm. so that is holy cow two things you want this efficient football on offense and defense to continue and you want anthony richardson to return because boy that's a grueling schedule with your divisional games exactly so let's look at the injury report from yesterday uh we already obviously talked about anthony richardson is in the concussion protocol and there was only one more injury to report and that's ryan kelly he left shortly before halftime also with a concussion so he will be going through the protocol as well thought wesley french did an admirable job filling in for uh for ryan kelly but but ryan kelly's had a really good season so far and and you don't want a concussion or an injury to to start to derail that and and, and set this offensive line back after after a solid two games. Yeah, and look, like you said, Wesley French came in. He played, he, you know, played pretty good in relief. But you don't want that to continue. You want the, a guy who is literally the number one center in football, based off of PFF standards and based off of you know many different standards. So, um, got to get Ryan Kelly back. But you're hoping with him and Anthony Richardson that they, these are just minor and that they get evaluated, get put out of the concussion protocol, and that they can return for Sunday because it's a big game and they're going to need him to beat Baltimore. 
Exactly. Obviously, we'll have more later this week when we preview the Colts Ravens game. We'll give you all the latest on where these two stand within the concussion protocol. So, Drake, let's move it to the latest Colts news and rumors. And and there was only really one to report on, but it was an interesting one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor sent out a video on his Instagram story on Friday of him running routes against air, making some cuts in the Colts indoor practice facility. I don't know about you, Drake, but that ankle looks pretty good to me. Uh, he was able to cut, making nice moves, didn't look like he was in any pain. He looked like the Jonathan Taylor of old. So that may mean that that ankle injury is finally starting to heal up. Yeah, and it's been two things that have been the drama between he, him and the Colts. It's been the contract thing and the ankle uh, and the health of Jonathan Taylor. So if you can just get one of those out of the way so you can focus on the other, that's just going to move things along even, even faster and even more smoothly because I think that you mentioned it that it's kind of starting to get to more calmer waters. It's obviously still not this, you know, oh, love you, man, love you right back, you know, between the two. But they're at least moving in the right direction. So if you can get the ankle short up, get that healthy, um, you know, that's going to really make things a lot easier with getting a contract that he wants and that the Colts want. And like you said, he looked good in the video, made a really nice cut, and you hope that that just continues so he gets on the field with Anthony Richardson. Exactly. And and you got remember this. So because Jonathan Taylor is on the physically unable to perform list, he cannot even practice with the team until after week four, until after that fourth game is completed. So the very earliest we would be able to see Jonathan Taylor is week five. From what I've been told as of right now, circle week six, because it might take a week or a couple weeks of practice for Jonathan Taylor to get integrated into this offense remember he has not done he has not been in a practice since last season when he was put on on injured reserve he did not do a single thing in training camp or otas any of that so it might take just a little bit for for him to to kind of get acclimated again might take a couple weeks of practice but i've been told circle week six as of now that could always change obviously that's a month away and if jonathan taylor shows a lot more progress he could certainly be there in week five or if it takes a little bit more time maybe it goes after week six but from what i've been told circle week six uh that for a possible return for jonathan taylor to the indianapolis colts lineup so drake let's close out this victory monday with doing our one of our favorite segments because usually uh we're, we're talking about a good colts player from from the last week the colts player of the game so this is i know for your colts player of the game it's a guy that you are really excited to see back in a colts uniform see what he could do who is your colts player of the game week two against the texans oh this was hard man because they overall as a team played fantastic so uh not not easy to choose this but i i picked zach moss i mean the guy went out there he was the only running back that did anything literally and he made the most of his opportunities as the only guy. So I think he fits Steichen's scheme well. I think he showed a little bit more versatility than typical, uh, than, or than he typically does because he caught four passes, which, by the way, was tied with Josh Downs for second on the team behind the guy who always leads, Michael Pittman. And he played well in the in, like in, in uh, pass blocking, too. I mean, he was back there blocking pretty decent. So I think if you're talking about Taylor returning, it would be real. I think we saw it in the chat. Somebody mentioned – one-two punch. I mean, 
Can you imagine those two as a one-two punch? That's fantastic for Anthony Richardson. It's even better for the entire team. So I love the way he played eight, 18 carries, 88 rushing yards, 4.9 average, a score, four catches for 19 receiving yards. You got to love to see it. And he's making a great case to stay here past just this year because I think it's a contract season for him. Yeah, exactly. It is. So Stack Moss, I mean, if Jonathan Taylor gets a big contract in Indy, Zach Moss is probably going elsewhere. However, if Jonathan Taylor goes elsewhere, maybe Zach Moss is the one that sticks around in Indy for the long term. Stats Matt gives his player of the game to Grover Stewart. He was a monster. Do not disagree there. Stats Matt. Now he also says uh, that Rigoberto Sanchez looked better. Rigo did look much better in week two. But for my player of the game, it's the guy that came in and relief duty and, and kept this offense afloat it's Gardner Minshew Minshew mania is alive and well as Price said Minshew magic baby is his player of the game uh 19 of 23, 171 yards, and the touchdown to Kylan Grants. And I'll give him another shout out since I gave that him was such almost a, my player of the game right there. Since, since I gave him such a hard time for not catching a touchdown, I, I got to give the kid his <laughs> props. Uh, but again, this is exactly why you bring Gardner Minshew to the Indianapolis Colts. So that way you have a solid backup quarterback who knows the system and is able to go into the game in a pinch and, and keep the offense afloat. And as we saw on Sunday, even win you the game. So that's our show for this evening, guys. Really, really appreciate everybody who tuned in and and, and talked some Colts football on this Victory Monday. Uh, special shout out to our lone super chat of the evening was the CFO himself, Patrick Rye, as always, just an absolute legend. Um, and and he, for his player of the game, Grant Stra uh, Stewart's glorious main. It's his play of the game <laughs> never changes. Patrick, continue with those those fantastic chats that you always send. Uh, but we really appreciate everybody else who tuned in, uh, gave uh, participated in the chat, and what makes this show so much fun. And if you haven't done so already, please follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X, and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and hit that bell so you never miss us going live. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review. So Drake, horseshoehuddle.com is where we've been throwing all of our content on there. And guys, we're on pace for another record-breaking month. So thank you all so much for everyone who supports our written yeah. work on the site as well. What can the people go check out that you've written uh, over the past few days? So I did uh, my my series that I do post game every game for the season is going to be the three good, the three bad. So go check that out on the Texans. It was it, it, it pretty much matches our outline, but I go or uh, our uh, outline for this episode. But I go more in depth. Uh, Zach Moss was impressive, so that's another piece that I wrote. And then also is Jonathan Taylor potentially eyeing a return? And I talk about how now they can focus on the contract. And I actually uh, uh, talk about the uh, cut that he had on his video uh, in that piece as well. So go check those out excellent pieces go check those out uh for myself i did have a piece on deforest buckner uh on friday morning and and what the colts defensive line was focusing against the texans but then last night it was all about anthony richardson and how he has to learn how to protect himself and fast if he wants a long career with the indianapolis colts but hey don't forget on wednesday morning 
all AR5 film series is back. So I will be throwing up, even though it wasn't for, for long, I will still be doing a film review on Anthony Richardson's hot start against the Houston Texans. So make sure you check those articles out and all of the fantastic pieces done by the people at Horseshoe Huddle. Dot com. Go follow Drake on X at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Thursday night to get you all set for the week three matchup as the Colts head to Baltimore back to take a, uh, to take their, uh, uh, their old home away. I should say as they return <laughs> to Baltimore and face the Ravens. Will we be seeing Anthony Richardson and Lamar Jackson? We certainly hope so. So until Thursday evening, go enjoy a doubleheader on Monday Night Football and enjoy the rest of your victory Monday, Colts fans. We'll be seeing you.